Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Welcome to the podcast today. We are going to be talking about travel hacking with my boy Justin Thomas. He is a travel hacking expert. We are actually sitting here in Bangkok. He flew over here business class, you know, with a full reclining seat, you know, cashews, you pick your meal, all that stuff. And we're sitting in his $1,200 a night hotel room, which he got completely free as well, all through travel hacking and credit card hacking. I am going to dig deep into all this information and get all the details out for you guys so you guys can learn how to do this for free too and it's basically just traveling for free so free flights free hotel what could be better welcome to the doom world podcast taking your brain across the world introducing your host and guide across the globe solo traveler jerry moore What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the podcast. I have my friend Justin Thomas here. Uh, we have a very special episode today. We're going to be talking about travel hacking, and Justin is the expert in travel <laughs> hacking. Thank so, you. Justin, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yep. So, grew up in Nebraska. Um, classic life. Just went to high school there. Went to college right after high school. Um, everybody always told me the goal is to get a job right after college. Right. So, I had one lined up. Um, started as like a sales trainee, just a typical sales job, and hated every minute of it. Uh, what, were, what were you selling at the time? It was electrical. Um, we were the middleman for like electricians over here, uh-huh. and then uh, manufacturers over here. We were the okay. middleman. So all we were doing was just finding parts, and I was a trainee. And a typical training position, I would think, would take two weeks, and they gave me a year for it. <laughs> so it was just a lot of doing nothing all day. Right. Um, it was an okay salary, but... I hated like having to get there at the same time every day, having to take lunch at the same time every day, mm. having to leave at the same time every day, and just two weeks of vacation. Yeah. Um, I love traveling, and that just wasn't going to work for me. So yeah, spent most of my time at the job researching how to make money online and free myself from that nine to five. Yeah. So uh, kind of the next step you went to, uh, you started. Is that when you started travel hacking, or is that? when you started doing your other online stuff. <clears throat> yep, so I started the other online stuff first. Um, right away, like I said, was researching and figured out this FBA model, Amazon, mm-hmm. yep. um, which I know a lot of other entrepreneurs do. It seemed like a pretty easy business model to get started with at least. And um, got our first product in, it ended up doing pretty well. And that was last October. Then in February, I had made enough to replace my income, so I quit my job then. Nice. Um, Throughout all of that, I was doing a lot of research on credit cards to just help supplement my business. Um, I knew that paying with a debit card was stupid and I was wasting like potential cash back and things like that. So um, starting then, I had done a ton of research and then after I quit my job and had a lot more free time, I was like, okay, I wanna travel. Um, And then kind of just explored all of Reddit, (laughs) which is a a very deep rabbit hole. Um, I don't advise that to anyone. I probably spent hours and hours reading about it. But um, and then there's another forum called Flyer Talk. Okay. But through that, just probably the last eight months have really dove deep into travel hacking. Yeah. And yeah, so it started with the business started. I mean, from early age I was always interested in credit a little bit mm-hmm. um, so I think that that's what set me apart from other people that because I mean a ton of people my age don't even have a credit card yeah. that's the one thing I've noticed so that's like the first step I teach them is just go get a credit card start establishing credit but mm-hmm. um, so I had already done that like as soon as I turned 18 
And then, like I said, through the business, through having freedom, wanting to travel more, just research and research and research. And that's so, yeah, through the last eight months is when yeah. I really uh, gotten a lot better at it. Yeah. So, and I know like with your traveling and stuff, the goal for you is to travel, uh, your flights, your hotels, everything to pay for completely by credit card points. Yes. Which is pretty awesome. I know you guys You guys were, were in Bangkok now, you flew business class over here. Mm-hmm. You guys had the full reclining, lay back, uh, like you're sleeping on, on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we're in a pretty sweet room right now. Yeah. Uh, like you know. this hotel is so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely not necessary and you don't have to do this when you travel hack. Yeah. Um, but we just thought, why not? Since but, we're yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, they, they actually have like a pillow list over there where you can select yeah, the, pillow, the firmness the menu. of yeah. your pillow, <laughs> which is quite extensive. Exactly, yeah. Um, okay, so so we go into this, and how did you, like you said you started researching and stuff. What is like the first, like where do you even go to like really learn this stuff? I feel like it's a little bit not advertised yeah, information. No, it's definitely not advertised. <laughs> uh, banks, companies, like airlines, hotels, they don't want you to know this, um, okay. but it, it's available to everyone out there similar to everything like you can find it on google or youtube but um i start everything on google yeah <laughs> just like how to travel for free or google knows um, all how to travel hack yeah and then from there um like i said you there's there's a pretty extensive wikipedia page through reddit that's just like a nice um starting point there's tons of blogs out there like the points guy frequent miler um, there's just tons like the blogging scene for travel hacking is so saturated it's crazy really? um, and that's why I wanted to get into YouTube because no one's doing videos and okay. that's how I learn the best um, so I saw that market is completely untapped but yeah so I would well first of all if, if you want to get started just watch my videos okay. <laughs> but um, where, where can we find you on YouTube we're gonna we're gonna plug it right now awesome yeah the YouTube channel is the travel Buddha <laughs> the travel Buddha per- I mean that fits perfectly I know, I bet, <laughs> yeah I know I got a little Buddha yeah. over there. <laughs> um, but yeah so I started just right there with that Wikipedia page it just kind of gives an outline of everything and then um, just read and read and read and read and then I went to a couple travel conferences just to kind of like meet some people and see if there were any tips and secrets that mm-hmm. I I mean they're not even really secrets because everything's available but yeah a lot of people just don't want to read enough to find the good ones and if somebody puts like a pretty good secret on reddit everybody will downvote it so people can't see it um, so that's mm. why I thought net- networking with people that have been doing this for years and I was surprised to find that like the act and art of travel hacking has actually been going on between communities for probably like 10, 15 years. Um, ever since the credit card companies came out with these points deals to really just get people to get these right. higher um, annual fee credit cards, people have been taking advantage of that. Yeah. So, um, so do you think it's just like a flaw in their system basically that they can't get rid of? It's just there and they know about it, but there's nothing they can do because they are benefiting. It's more positive than it is negative for them. 100%. Yeah. They're <clears throat> the amount of people that don't know about it and they'll just go on with their daily lives spending like just their normal spend. I mean, some people maybe in a year will spend 20000 or 30000 at most. And then they get 20000 or 30000 points and that equates to like one night here. So. Mm-hmm that wouldn't be a huge issue for the hotel. But then you have people like me and my fiance and we generate Uh 150,000 points a month. And there's people I know that do like 600,000 to a million points a month. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like a 1% deal, kind of like with money. But to the companies, their promotions and stuff bring in so many credit card applications all the time that they, 
I think that they think about it a little bit, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't it's matter. It's a net to positive them. for them. Yeah, exactly. They're crushing it on people getting the credit card, getting their 500 points off the bat or whatever it is, right. and then they charge up and then... Well, that's the thing. The second, especially with travel hacking, if you don't pay off your balance in full, it's not profitable. Yeah. You'll pay so much in interest that any of the points you generate won't matter. Yeah. And that's what the banks are hoping for, that people get a credit card like it's, it's somewhat evil they hope you get oh, yeah. a credit card and then you forget or that you like spend too much and you can't pay it off and then they throw on a 20 percent interest rate right yeah yeah i read a fr funny quote that it was like you know 30 years ago uh you could go to zero and you're at zero and you're stuck there and it's like you suck or whatever but then but now you can go way past zero you can just go yeah. way into the negatives exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah i know you rack up so much debt that you'll yeah. never be able to pay it off yeah right yeah i mean it's it's really insane how easy it is to, to just they'll just give you money and just let you fall into that pit trap yeah. um, especially people who are not used to spending money and they don't really know how to control their finances they just get all this money handed to them and they just start swiping basically yeah and I mean it's easy for someone like that to not even realize how much they've spent because mm. like you said they'll, they'll go to a restaurant or they'll go to the mall buy a couple things here and there and all of a sudden they've spent like 200 250 dollars and for some people that's a lot in one day right and then you just get used to that and then end of the month you've spent thousands and yeah. you can't pay it off. And yeah, you don't feel the actual like physically giving them the $20 bill. Yeah, you don't feel that pain. <laughs> no lighter after using yeah, the credit yeah. card like it would be with cash. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's jump back into to travel hacking here. So you, you get these points and obviously it gives you all these benefits. Where do you start with this? Mm -hmm. um, so the first advice I would have to do is get a credit card, establish credit because okay. the higher tier credit cards they're not going to give to anyone you have to already have some sort of established credit okay. um so if you're a student or you're 18 or younger get a student credit card or there's um, things called secured credit cards where you can pay in and then you use it so you're basically prepaying for it but it's still a credit card like a debit slash credit card in a way but it's okay. it's looked to the credit bureaus as a credit card which is what you want because you need okay. to establish credit first okay um then once you do that, then you start with, I, I think about this because I can go so into detail and I want to yeah. keep it simple. Um, yeah. You're always going to start with Chase because Chase has a five and 24 rule, which means that if you've opened five credit card accounts in the last 24 months, you will not be issued a new card by Chase. And there's, there's certain cards, but for the sake of this podcast, we'll just say all Chase cards to fall okay. into that rule. So that's why you want to start with Chase and get your first five credit cards through them. Okay. Because say you go and get like six or Amex or City or Discover, mm -hmm. then you can't go back to Chase. So you okay. want to start with Chase. Um, and I would suggest just getting one to start with. Um, the Chase Freedom Unlimited is a really good starting one or mm. the Chase Freedom by itself. Those are two good ones to start with or the Southwest. Um, but either way, just do a little research, choose which Chase card you'd want and then just spend and get that bonus. Make sure, so most, those ones I mentioned, those three, they're all, I believe, either 3,000 or $4,000 need to be spent in the first three months to get the bonus. Yeah. So make sure you can spend that, because mm -hmm. if you apply and get a card and you don't get the bonus, then it's, it's not worthless. worth it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so. Now, now, what about these, like, do they have annual fees on them? I know some of them, the the, the higher-end ones have like an annual fee to them. Yes, so the first two, the Chase Freedom and Chase Freedom Unlimited don't have annual fees. The Southwest has a card that has a 49 annual fee and it also has a card that has a 95 annual fee. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as annual fees go, 
the bonus by far outweighs it. So okay. the first year, I would always suggest if you want a card, don't worry about it because the bonus is going to be worth more than you're paying on the annual fee. Okay. And then the higher annual fee cards also have really good benefits. So, for example, one of my favorite cards is the Hilton. Um, it's like their 450 annual fee card. It's their top one. Yeah. They offer two free nights at, at any hotel. So what we, the way we used that, that is we chose like a hotel that was $1,000 a night. So nice. effectively <laughs> we got $2,000 for that because we did two nights there. Yeah. Um, you also get like a $250 travel credit toward any airline that you choose. And then, so a little tip with that is the way they sell it is that it has to be for incidentals or extra things for the airline. You can't use it for airfare. Okay. So most people will use it like for drinks on the plane or baggage fees or things like that. Yeah. But you can use it for a gift card, which mm. is some sort of loophole in there. And then yeah. you can use the gift card for the airfare. So gotcha. say you chose like United, you can then go buy a United gift card online. So there's a little uh -huh. tip there for yeah. the loophole there. Um, but that's one of the benefits. So most of the time for an annual fee, the benefits usually add up to what the annual fee ends up being. Right. As long as you kind of know what you're doing. Is, exactly. Is you idea. want to make sure you're going to take advantage of them. Because one yeah. of the big benefits for most of those cards is something called the Priority Pass, which allows uh -huh. you to get into so many lounges throughout. It's a huge lounge network within all of the airports. Yeah. But if you don't use lounges, then that's not going to be worth it to you. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're going to fully use those benefits or the bonus is going to outweigh the annual fee. Right. Okay, so we got this credit card. Uh, we're starting to spend. How do we like? Obviously, like you said, the thirty thousand points a year, whatever. The one free hotel a night is not going to do anybody really any good. How do we like massively accelerate this? Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> let's let's this let's is, dig this into, is where we're yeah. into the good stuff. Yeah. So we use a tactic, and there's tons of people out there that say don't use this, but I think that they just want to hide it. I've met, I've come across so many people that are like, I don't want to consult about this because I don't want people to know, okay. but it's called manufactured spending and it's how you scale or if you don't spend enough. So say we said like at the beginning, you have to spend 3000 in four months to meet that bonus, but right. there's a lot of people out there that can't spend 3000 in three months or four months. So yeah. you use this tactic called manufactured spending. And the most simple way to do this is to get, so you go out to Walmart or a grocery store, wherever they sell Visa gift cards. Yeah. And you go and you buy those with the credit card, mm -hmm. and then you take the Visa gift cards, then you either go back to Walmart or a different grocery store or anywhere, and you buy a money order with it, and then you're gonna take the money order and deposit that back into your bank account uh -huh. and pay off the credit card. So effectively, you've gone in a loop, it makes it look to the credit card company as if you spent money, but you're uh -huh. paying it back off. So then you haven't really spent any money. Because it's coming through, you're paying it through your bank account. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you're just cycling money, but it looks to the credit card company like you're spending money, yeah. and then you just earn points. And the easiest way to do that is to just, the easiest and most effective way to do it yeah. is to churn credit cards, so open like five or six a month, mm -hmm. and then you're, you have to spend at that point, uh, let's see, five, I mean, 15 to 20,000 to get all those bonuses, which most people can't do that with an right. organic spend. So you use that manufactured spend, and then you're getting the bonuses of like 40 to 100,000 points, and then yeah. that's how you rack it up really quickly. Right, so my, my first question is, is this illegal in any way, shape, or form? No. Um, what gets tricky is that you can use the same thing for money laundering, mm -hmm. but the difference is whether you're doing it for an illegal reason or not. 
Um, and there have been people I know and some like Walmart employees that get curious. They're like, what are you doing? Um, and I know one guy that's been approached by the police. And as soon as you go through and you explain what you're doing, like trying to get credit card points and all this stuff, yeah. usually they'll end up asking you, wait, can you explain that again? Tell me how to do it. Now that yeah. I know that it's not illegal. Like, yeah. The, yeah. So it's not illegal. And then another really cool thing about this is it's completely tax free because the points are treated as a rebate. It's not earning any new money. It's mm -hmm. a rebate on your current money. So it's tax free. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay. So is there a limit you can spend? Like say I go into Walmart, do I just get like $10,000? like Visa gift card or is there a limit per store or is there a, a tactic you guys use to do that to be quote unquote safe? Um, not safe. Uh, they do set limits because they don't want people going in and buying $100,000 in gift cards <laughs> at one time and there are people that would do that. Um, so it would be fast, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, Walmart does have a limit. I'm not familiar on them because I haven't bought gift cards from Walmart in a while. Yeah. Um, but the the way we do it in the simplest way is to go to um, gift card. We can get into portals too because I use portals to cut the fee down. Um, okay. But you can go to like giftcardmall.com and order the Visa gift cards from there. I'd suggest getting them sent to like a safe mailbox. So if yours is just like an open mailbox on the street, I'd go get a UPS box or something. Okay. So it's locked because you really don't want $5,000 sitting in your mailbox on the right. street. Um, get them sent there. And then so from gift card mall online, I believe you can do up to $10,000 a day or the best way really to do it is to go to, um, it, it's a franchise of malls, it's called Simon Malls, and none of them like say Simon Mall on them, they all have their own individual names, mm -hmm. but in most big cities, there is a Simon Mall, and you can just go to their customer service desk and you can get Visa gift cards from them. You wanna buy $500 increments okay. too, because if you buy less than that, the fees on the gift cards are not gonna be, you pay the same amount of fees, so you really want the highest amount, which is 500, okay. which makes the percentage under 1%. Um, but yeah, so you can buy 10,000 a day in Simon Malls. The reason we don't do that is because I'm from Omaha, and there's not a Simon Mall near me. We'd have to go to like Minneapolis or Ohio or Indiana, or like there's just not one close enough that okay. like gas wouldn't make sense to drive right. one. Right, Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna go get this gift card, you're gonna pay it back, and then basically, how do you like, this, this, this is starting to sound like quite a process. Do you guys have a way to organize these credit cards, organize what's going in, what's going out, or do you just kind of like have it down pat now? We've got it down pat. We start, I mean, the easiest way is to start by one $500 Visa gift card, uh -huh. then go to Walmart, buy one $500 money order. Mm -hmm. um, and then as far as limits go again, at Walmart, you wanna buy, increments of a thousand or less because over a thousand they make you put down your information um that show your id which is not you can do that it just takes a long time and they end up getting mad at you because the lines start stacking behind you <laughs> and people people get so mad at walmart i mean you probably know right how walmart people, like, people what are the, what the hell are you doing up exactly. there like, <laughs> yes i'm getting credit card points <laughs> chill yeah. out and then you can do up to eight thousand in money orders separate $1,000 money orders per day at Walmart. So you do eight separate ones. That's at scale. But start out, just get one $500 gift card from Walmart, from a grocery store, from online, like yeah. I mentioned, however you wanna do it, take that, then go to Walmart. You can do it in the same day mm -hmm. that it arrives or that you get it. Say I want a $500 money order, there's gonna be an 88 cent fee. So you pay 
the 500 and then you pay 88 cents in coins or something to keep it simple. Yep. And then from there, go deposit into your bank account just like you would deposit a check. I think Wells Fargo, you can even mobile deposit the money orders, which would make, mm. it makes it so much easier. Um, and then pay off the credit card. So just start there. Once you're comfortable with that, then start, I mean, you could do that every single day and you'd be at 500 bucks a day and that's a lot right there. Yeah. Um, the way we do it is like, we'll buy 10,000 at a time and then we'll liquidate it over a week. So we're not, the people that are doing 600,000 a day, they're buying 10,000 at Simon online, they're buying mm -hmm. 10,000 at Simon in store and they're going to Walmart every single day. I don't want to do that. Like that's right. personally too much work for me. I've got other businesses to run. Mm -hmm. I don't like going to Walmart that much. Yeah. Um, but that's just to show you what you could scale to if you want to. Now, these guys that are doing that, what kind of like I guess profit or what is there like a, a money percent like money to they live time? On that. Like they make ten thousand dollars a month doing that. Okay. Yeah. Just like, doing they don't buying and recycling basically. Yeah. Uh, they're not interested as much in traveling they just want this to be that they decided that this is their entrepreneurial route yeah. and so they do that all the time they, they'll go to walmart they'll go to simon malls and i mean that's their whole life so mm -hmm. i wouldn't want to do that because the second you go on vacation you're not making money anymore because you yeah. got to be going to walmart every day right um plus but, it seems like the credit card companies are gonna like it seems difficult to figure out how to stop this but it, it's got to happen in the future at some point, right? Right, and those are the people that are going to get taken down first. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, they specifically, there's private groups all over the internet, and I'm in a few of them, and they're specifically, like, I do not want a human's eyes on my account. So they don't do anything with their credit card that they never call in. If they have a problem, they just, like, wait, or they just are like, screw it, I'm not calling in, because they don't <laughs> want human's eyes on their account. Yeah, to yeah. see, like, these massive amounts of money cycling through. Exactly. Because it looks strange. Really. Yeah, and then because they have to report at least to some correct degree what their income is. So if they say their income is $100,000 a year and then there's 600,000 cycling through every month, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. So, yeah. That's pretty impressive, really. <laughs> yeah, that looks like money laundering. Exactly. It doesn't look good. Right. Yeah, now, now did the credit card companies, it, so you're cycling through, you're getting all these points. It sounds like from, like you said, without a human's eyes looking at it, if it's just a computer is looking at this, it's like, this is our best customer. This right. is one of our great customers. Do you get rewarded extra or does Visa call you and be like, hey, thank you for all the money you're spending? <laughs> I don't think Visa calls you, but they'll, I mean, usually like one of the rewards in a way for spending a lot is that they'll automatically up your credit limit yeah. because normally for a credit limit, you'd have to call and you'd have to get an inquiry on your account to get a credit raise. Mm -hmm. But sometimes like if you start spending that much, they'll raise it for you which a lot of these people love because then they can just manufacture spend more. Because one of the key things you don't ever wanna do, especially with, there's a few banks that really care, Chase, City, and Barclays, is cycle your credit limit. So say that you have, you get like through all of your credit cards through that bank, you have like a 30,000 a month credit limit. Right. You do not want to spend that full 30,000, pay it off and spend it again that for some reason is a red flag to them and they'll shut down your account and you can't get any new cards. Okay. So that's why getting your credit limits raised allow you to scale more. Is, is there like a percentage, like 50%, 75% that you guys, is there like a rule that you guys stick to when you're looking at that? We'll fully use our full credit limit, but then once we hit it, we won't, we'll stop. So uh, through, I mean with Chase, I think uh, my fiance Kelsey has 
Um, we, we pushed all credit limits from other cards to one card she has, okay. and that's what she uses, and her credit limit on that one is right around 30,000. Mm -hmm. So for that card, we'll do 30,000 a month, and then once we hit that, we'll go to different cards at different banks. Okay, so, so can you, I, I guess I'm just a little confused on what you said before. You said don't. Okay, so yeah, you don't, so say you have, we'll just use one credit card for yep. example. Say you get a Chase Sapphire Preferred and you yep. get a $10,000 limit. Uh -huh. um, you can go through and spend that whole 10,000 a month, right? but don't pay it off early and then keep spending on it. Oh, in the same month. Yep. So don't spend ten thousand and then tomorrow pay it off and then spend ten thousand and then pay it off and exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that's ten thousand. You have yeah. that for one month. Mm -hmm. Use that for your one month and then don't use it again till the next month. Yes. With okay. Chase, City, and Barclays. With Amex, you can do it as many times as you want. Just rip through it. Yep. Okay. That's what. Yeah. A lot of the volume comes through like my Amex Business Platinum because yeah, yeah we go through that one. Yeah. All the time and pay, repay it and then keep going. So how much time are you are you putting into this per week? I know you have a lot of stuff going on. Um, what's kind of like the time and what's kind of the, the value you're getting out of it? Uh, I laugh at Kelsey because I just have her do it all right now. Okay. So I don't even do any. Kelsey, how much time are you spending? Oh, per week? Yeah. Like Honestly, four hours yeah, at not, most? Not much. Yeah, four hours is probably good. Yeah. I could spend more if I wanted to. It just kind of depends on the lines too because sometimes you go in at the wrong times and everyone's there so you're sitting in line and then I just work my phone while I stand there. Right. Yeah. So, so three to four hours a week can get you all of this. And, and what does that equate to in points and rewards and all of that stuff? So to put it in perspective, the business class flights were 75,000 or maybe I think the ones coming here were 88,000 each. Uh -huh. So about 160,000. And then this hotel is 20,000 a night. Um, each of those business class flights, if we paid in cash, would have been over $5,000. Okay. Um, and then this, I think, is going for 800 900 a night. So what we're doing... I said it was 1200 yesterday. Wow. Okay. 1200 a night for this hotel room? Yeah. US dollars? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and we're in Bangkok where everything's cheap, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, that equates to... I mean, we're, we know how to maximize point value. Right. Um, that equates to, like, ten fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 for a month's worth of work. But... If you, and I, I bring up, we know how to maximize point value because some people really like cash only mm -hmm. because they're just, I guess, doing it for their full-time job so they don't really care about points. Right. So, so when you take it out as cash, you only get one cent per point. Mm -hmm. um, the way we did it, we it ended up being around 17 to 20 cents per point. So okay. if, if you're using your points for the right things, you can get a ton of value out of it. If you're just using your points for cash, you only get one cent. People do it really wrong sometimes and they'll they'll use their points for like store gift cards uh -huh. and then your points become like half a cent or twenty five percent. Yeah. And like they don't they don't understand, like they, they don't do the research to know what the value you could be getting per point. And so they're just like, Oh cool, I can I can spend a hundred thousand points and get fifty dollars to Banana Republic. Right. Like, that's awful. I yeah. like a hundred thousand points could be like I just said, five thousand dollar ticket, mm. a five thousand dollar business ticket. So, right. yeah, it's so, just so. Let's say like our trip to Thailand here. So you have ten thousand dollars in flights. You have let's call it seven thousand dollars in hotel room for a week. So your whole trip is seventeen grand, mm -hmm. roughly, yeah. and that equates to two hundred fifty thousand points, mm -hmm. roughly. So how long does it take you to get that many points? At this point, it would take us less than two months. Less than two months. Mm -hmm. So we're talking. Let's see. 
16, 30 hours of work, basically. Yeah. For 17 grand worth of travel. Right. That's <laughs> not too bad. <laughs> no, that's not too bad at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, so so obviously that's that's great if, if we're going that route. Um, wow, so, okay, so do you guys foresee this, like utilizing this to continue traveling? Um, and how would you do that if you were traveling? Like if you're here in Bangkok and you're traveling, bouncing around, are you able to continue this process? Um, we'd have to get creative. I, I mean, I know there are people that have hired people to go liquidate cards for them. Yeah. So if we built out that network, we probably could. We mm -hmm. would just go online, buy the gift cards, get them sent to someone we trust, and then have them liquidate the cards for us. Um, there's a few ways to liquidate them online, but not at the scale we do. And you can't really, in other countries, they don't offer the Visa gift cards or um, they don't, there's really nowhere to liquidate it. So it gets tricky. Yeah. And that brings up another point. Um, as far as travel hacking, it's hard to have students that are outside of the US because Canadian and uh, UK credit cards, which are like the two next biggest markets, yeah. don't offer anywhere close to the same point okay. um, programs. Yeah. So when I teach those students, all I focus on is like finding the cheapest flights with Google Flights or like finding really good hotel deals. Yeah. So it, it becomes more about like finding, you can find extremely nice hotels like this that'll have sales to where you can like probably stay here for like 40 bucks a night but mm -hmm. they have them very rarely and there's certain ways that you have to find them and i'm not even that good at finding them all i do is like subscribe to other people's youtube channels yep or twitter channels um but that's what i focus on when dealing with international students okay so the, the u.s is is where it's at it's the where prime it's going market down. for this yeah okay um, so what would the what would be like let's say someone did want to travel and kind of just travel around but utilize these points what would be the way to do it would it be to travel for two months and then go back for two months and then do it that direction yeah um, you could definitely especially I found that people that enjoy traveling for long amounts of time don't really mind staying in hostels or staying in cheaper hotels they're not mm -hmm. gonna like go all out like this right and I only do it because it's fun every now and then. Right. Um, so you could definitely make the amount of points we spent on this trip last for months. Mm -hmm. Like if we would have gotten economy seats, it would have been 40,000 points each at most. Yeah. So that would have cut that point value in half. Um, and then if we didn't spend the hotel points or the points for the hotel, we would have saved another like 60 to 100,000 points. Yeah. So then if you're just using it for flights, and then if you have another source of income for money while you're here to pay for food and living, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you could easily do it. Yeah. It's just once you once you start using the points for hotels is when you run through them quickly. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, actually that brings up another point too. Kelsey and I like to use them for hotels, but most people don't use points for hotels. So they okay. use them mostly just for flights. So the flights is like the best bang for your buck, essentially. Yeah. Um, unless you find a really sweet deal like this one. Yeah. 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 And then and that also brings up another point is Hyatt is really the only one that's worth transferring points to because okay. it's fixed value. Um, so no matter how much someone would pay cash for this tonight, it's always going to be 20,000 points. They go by category. Other hotel chains will vary their points based on what the cash rate is going at that time. Okay. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so let, let's, let's say that somebody did want to travel 
uh, like we were saying before, they do two months out, two months back in. Uh, let's say they wanted to travel inside the U.S. Let's say they just wanted to do two months out, they go back in the U.S. for a month, and they decided to, to work and do this credit card hack and travel through the U.S. Uh, what would be the way to do that on the road or the most effective way to do that while there, traveling there, in the U.S.? There's actually people that go on like manufacturer spending trips inside the U.S. Okay. <laughs> because it's like, say for us, since we live in Nebraska, we don't have Simon Malls. So you mm -hmm. could go to Denver or another big city that has three Simon Malls, yeah. and it'd be like a trip to manufacturer spend. You just hit up all of them while you're there yeah um, but most I mean a lot of the travel we've done this year has been in the US and mm -hmm. so say you're like going by car or just going from place to place um, yeah you can manufacture spend the entire time because especially if you have like a Wells Fargo where you can mobile deposit the money orders that'd yeah. be an easy way to do it um, or if you have just a bank that has branches all over the US then you could just go in and do it and everywhere has a Walmart so right. so it's the same process go into Walmart, buy the gift card, yep. turn it into a money order, take the money order, deposit it, pay it off. Yep. And no you matter where you're at, really. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's really cool. Um, so where do you think this is going in, in the future? Do you think that this is going to, um, the point systems are going to get bigger or do you think they're going to really tighten the restrictions and, and regulations on this? Um, since I've seen it, the point systems have only gotten better for travel hackers because they're competing with each other. So Amex lost Costco to City. So Amex came out with like four or five new cards that have amazing bonuses. Yeah. Um, some of the new cards they've come out with are like four points per dollar at grocery stores or like five points on flights. They're getting better and better. Um, the tricky part is the manufacturing, manufactured spending ways throughout the like last five or ten years there have been many ways that have like come and gone mm -hmm. um using bluebird and serve cards which were prepaid cards um which was a si simplified way of the money order that was a really popular way um i think about five or ten years now there was the, the u.s mint released coins that you could buy with credit cards okay so people went and bought like ten thousand of them with a credit card yeah and they would go to the bank and get cash for them <laughs> so after like four or five days people had done <laughs> like millions through <laughs> manufacturing spending with that You're just crushing yeah it. and they they shut it off um yeah. so there's there's going to be ways like people will make mistakes and then travel hackers will find a way to use it toward their advantage um but the thing is there has been i mean if history shows anything the best travel hackers will find ways to adapt and then it'll trickle down to everyone. Um, so I don't think there's ever, as long as point systems are around, I don't mm. think there's ever gonna be a way that you can't do the manufactured spending because Walmart would have to work with Chase and Amex and Walmart makes money on the money orders. Like it, they aren't one ecosystem that works with each other. So it's never going to be impossible for people to do it. Right. So, so best situation would be just to follow your channel and to keep up with all the tips, right? Yeah, yeah that's probably the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how many credit cards do you guys have right now? Um, at, well, so I've slowed down a little bit because I've been trying to get funding for business. Mm -hmm. um, at one point I was opening like three or four and sometimes like six a month. So I've got close to 30 now. I think Kelsey's got five or six. Mm -hmm. She ended up getting a really good deal. Um, the Chase, Freedom Unlimited had like a one week offer where anyone that signed up in that week would get three points per dollar on 
anything. You didn't have to like be within grocery or flights or anything on any purchase for the whole first year. Yeah. Um, so she's just been taking advantage and she only ever uses that just card. Just the one card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, is there, you said that you're trying to get funding, so you're slowing down a bit. Is there a, a negative consequence for opening up a shit ton of credit cards? It, what, what happens, there's six different factors to credit. Um, what happens is opening up new accounts will lower your average age of credit because, so say you've had one card for like nine years, mm -hmm. um, you need nine years of credit to get a perfect credit score but as you it's an average of all of your accounts okay. so say i've only had one credit card for nine years and then i open 10 new ones well now you're averaging 10 with zero years or like one day however you want to look at it, it wouldn't be zero but um less than one year with the nine years and your average age of credit comes down so yeah. that can lower your credit score um that's that's going to hit it harder than inquiries people think inquiries are very detrimental and they're not the lower your credit score so say i open six credit cards in one month i'm going to get six hard inquiries on my account which will lower each one will lower my credit score five to twenty points depending okay. on what my score is um but it'll last for three months and it'll bump right back up and okay. then hard inquiries are off your report in they stop affecting it completely in six months, and then I think after two years they don't show up at all. Yeah. So, so what do you think the the best one right now? So it sounds like if you can find a couple of credit cards that give you the best bang for your buck, um, that's the definitely the way to start at least mm -hmm. um, to get into it. It's probably not a good idea to open up ten credit cards and if you've never right. done this before. Right. Yeah. Don't go too hard. At them <laughs> so, what do you think? Like step one is obviously you know starting like you said. What do you think the best credit cards are like? for point systems and for someone beginning to start to try this? Um, I would definitely say the Chase Freedom and or the Chase Freedom Unlimited. Um, I fly a lot domestically because we do something called positioning. Um, if we wanna go international, we'll fly from Omaha to LAX because the LAX to Thailand is much cheaper than Omaha to Thailand. Okay. So the Omaha to LAX is called positioning. Um, and I use Southwest for everything domestic. And so I really like the Southwest card because if you get 110,000 points in one year, you get something called a companion pass, okay. which means that for the end of that whole year, plus the entire next year, you can choose one person and then you can change it three times, but you can choose one person to fly with you for free on every flight. Okay. So that's one of like my biggest and best benefits um, yeah. because every time I fly domestically on Southwest, Kelsey flies with me for free. So okay. the points become half. I yeah. don't have to spend they the double, double point. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I would say those two cards are the Southwest, but always start with Chase. Yeah. And Okay. So Chase, and, and you think this is like, if someone's really contemplating this and you know, they're, they're going to put the time and effort into it, do you really believe that this is like a valuable source? to actually fund their travel. Oh, 100%, a 1,000%. Yeah. Because yeah. you could spend $1,000 in, I mean, I guess I don't know what a good amount is. I mean, you traveled like Australia. How yeah. much do you think that you had to save up to just travel in Australia? And you did it for like three months, right? Yeah, three months. Um, I would say, you know, if you had 2,000 plus US dollars, you could be very comfortable, Okay. you know, with, food two to three thousand dollars would be like food travel trips like you would 
be good. Okay, so let's say for the sake of things, people aren't going to use it for hotels. The amount of money you would need to get a flight, a round trip, would be. I mean, you could get a round trip for one person by mm -hmm. just opening the Chase Inc. Preferred, which is a business card, but yeah. everyone can get business cards if you fill out the application the correct way. You get 80,000 points, that's a round trip to Australia, and the amount, if you manufactured spend the entire bonus, the amount you'd spend to get that 80,000 points would be about $40. So you would cover what would normally probably be over $1,000 in flights for $40. Yeah. So you would then have all that money to spend in Australia. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, if you just did hostels, yeah, you could do it easily. If, if you wanted to spend every night in a hotel, then uh -huh. you'd have to do a lot more manufactured spending and get a lot more points. But I feel like most people that are actually just wanting to be a traveler, they don't really care about that. The, right. I mean, the fun isn't like staying in the hostels and meeting and right. engaging with new people. Yeah, so you said you said you have to fill the business account out the right way. What is the right way? What's what's the tricks of, of getting that card? Yeah, so if you have a business, you just put your business information, but yeah. most people don't have businesses. Right. So um, the easiest way to do it is to, and this is, I mean, banks are probably not gonna like that I say this, um, the easiest way to do is it. Is what you're about to say illegal? No, it's not illegal, <laughs> okay. but uh, it's- uh, It's frowned upon. No, it's not frowned upon. Banks just don't, uh, business cards usually have better benefits, and so they like to save it for people that have businesses, and you yeah. can't get them if you don't have a business. But right. um, what they classify as a business is somewhat lenient you could have open a YouTube channel and that's a business. You mm -hmm. could sell something on Facebook and you have a business. Right. So what I do and you don't so every business application asks for an EIN, which is the business tax number. Yep. You can just put your social security number in there, which okay. is what would be a sole proprietorship that's not reg you don't have to register it or anything. Okay. You can if they're asking for documents and it, that's like 50 bucks to register a business yep. depending on where you live. I think California is a lot more expensive. But um yeah, so the easiest way is just to go put all of your personal information and then as far as business, just have it be your name and say that you run a YouTube channel or that you buy and sell stuff on Facebook. That's the easy, and then you can that's get it. active, that's it, yeah. Wow, and, and you could spend this, you could spend money on anything now that you have this business card. You don't have to specifically spend it on business stuff. Exactly, a lot of people think that, yeah, you have a business card, you have to spend it on business stuff and that's absolutely not true. You can use it on whatever you want. The pe reason people get confused is because when you're doing taxes for a business, you can't claim random stuff right. for your taxes. But this has nothing, especially if you don't actually have a business, yeah, you don't have, you can spend on whatever you want. Okay, yeah. so it's just uh, that I couldn't claim for tax purposes, but if I wanted to go out and drink at night or whatever, I could put it on the business card and that's fine, I just don't get it tax deducted. Basically. Exactly, yeah, because I mean, even with my actual business card, sometimes I'll use it, I don't have like my personal card with me, so I'll use it, mm -hmm. and I'll just go through on QuickBooks and exclude it, say it's not part of the business for right. tax purposes. And and do you guys, um, obviously you're doing the YouTube channel and stuff like that, do you guys tax out all of your, your expenditures you have on trips like this? Um, it depends, so like this one is, more for business because we went to a conference and stuff. So right. it's a lot of it's included as business. Um, if we, I mean, honestly, we make most trips about business because we do Facebook app. We have a lot of different things. Um, so like we went to Idaho and I met up with a friend and I helped him film a course, but because I do consulting and I also do 
Facebook advertising for him, that was part of business. So, right. um, yeah, and I'm not an accountant, so don't mm, right, right. take my advice. Take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, yeah, that's what we do. So you just, yeah, I mean, you would just include you just you're basically just tracking these expenses, and at the end of the year, take it into your accountant and say, hey, this is what I got, mm-hmm. and then they can take care of it for you. But definitely track this stuff. Yeah. And do you use like a QuickBooks mobile app, or how do you track this stuff? I actually have an accountant. Uh-huh. They they just go like all of my credit cards are linked through there, so he does it all. Okay. Um, and so if I go right now and spend something like at a convenience store, it's just going to go to my credit card statement, but then it'll automatically get uploaded into QuickBooks. Okay. And I don't know how to set that up, so I can't help you there. Right. But, I, yeah. I think it's actually a really simple integration because um, I've actually done it for my other business. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have an accountant taking care of all of that stuff after that. Yeah. With me, with the four and five businesses, I just don't want to worry about it myself. Yeah. So. And you feel that that's, that's the most effective way to get the biggest return and not waste your time looking yeah. at thousands of numbers. Definitely. Yeah. And, and does he get weird about these transactions? These you like, man, you got all these weird spending. So I usually won't include the cards I use for manufactured spending with the business. I'll get like two separate. So say I want to use the business platinum card mm-hmm. for manufactured spending. Yeah. I'll get a separate one for my business. Okay. I won't. You don't mix the two. Yeah. It, it would just smart. get too confusing. Yeah. yeah. And it's easy to get two separate. I mean, you can get a different business card for every business you own or Mm-hmm. So you can say that you have a YouTube channel as one business and you do Facebook stuff as another business and then you can get two of the same business card. Okay. So that's another trick for like getting bonuses. People will often get one business card and they'll be stuck because they can't get other cards. But okay, then just open up five more businesses and get five more business cards Yeah. of this exact same card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so so one more time, let's go like 60 seconds process, step one, what is the, the best card? And then let's let's just go through it really quick one more time for, for people that are still hanging on here and they're writing things down right now. Okay. Um, just the, the simple process of how to start. All right, so go to the internet, go to yep. chase.com. Yep. Make sure that you haven't opened five new cards in the last 24 months. Uh-huh. Get the Chase Freedom Unlimited. Okay then wait for it to arrive in your mailbox. Yep. Then go to Walmart or your local grocery store or online, buy a $500 gift card. Yeah. Then take that $500 gift card and go to Walmart. Say you want a $500 money order. You're gonna go and you're gonna swipe that gift card. And I haven't mentioned this because I forgot, but usually it's gonna ask for a pin. Mm -hmm. And for almost all cards, it's gonna be the last four digits of the card. Okay. Or there will be a little card in there that says the pin. So you enter the pin. Then you get the money order back. It's going to be 88 cents, so give them 88 cents. Yep. You'll get the money order back. Go to your bank. Say, I want to deposit this. Yeah. Now you have a credit card bill due for $500, and you have a $500. You have $500 in your bank account. Right. You pay off the credit card, and then you're good. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's it. I think that. It's, yeah, it's I think really that's simple. everything. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be more complicated. It's just. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's just once you try and scale, it gets complicated a little yeah. bit, but. Starting out easy and just going from there is the best way to do so it. Just organization and, mm-hmm. and make sure that, that just gets paid off. Definitely. Rapidly. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, is there anything you, uh, that you want to finish with? Any last thoughts that, that you have for the guys? Um, I think information-wise, that covers it. I have a yeah. Facebook group where I answer everyone's questions. It's called Travel Hacking Buddhas. Travel uh, Hacking Buddhas Facebook group, uh, yeah. YouTube channel, the Travel Buddha, the Travel Buddha, and then Instagram is also the Travel Buddha. Perfect. Yeah. 
Cool, man. Well, thank you for ha- coming on the podcast. Uh, for all you guys listening out there, I hope you guys got some good stuff. Make sure to check out Justin's channel. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna actually going to start this like today. I think I'll <laughs> get awesome. a credit card. Awesome. Um, but yeah, besides that, guys, we will catch you on the next one. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of the podcast. It means everything to me that you took the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I know how precious your time is. I know how precious my time is during the day. So the fact that you listen to this podcast and you are still listening to this podcast, I want to thank you guys for your time, your attention. I hope that I brought you something of value. I hope it was awesome. I'm looking forward to doing the next one. If you guys enjoyed this, it would mean the world to me. It would mean everything to me if you could share this with your friends. Get the word out about this podcast. Thank you guys for all the support. We will talk to you guys next time.